Episode 72 of Throwback Hoops. My name is Rob Clayton, and joining me is the legend, Woody V. Legend? That's that's the first time you called me that in, in an intro, Robbie, but uh, thanks for that. A very happy day, man, for, for you and me. Yeah, mate, I'm calling everyone a legend today. I'm in such a good mood, and we'll get into that a little bit more, and I'm loving how you're rocking that Hawks jersey today, Wood. So, um, all right, before we get into it, um, so just the usual reminders we do at the start and the end of the show, please make sure you like, rate, and subscribe on YouTube or wherever you find your podcasts. Um, All right, Woods, before we get into this Hawks love fest, which we're trying not to do too much of, um, why don't you tell us about this jersey you're rocking today? Sure, I'll just stand up, Robbie. Woody's rocking the number 17 Atlanta Hawks. Loving that jersey. Big double O. Did his first playoff career three today for the Hawks. I know that's I a guy we both love in there, Woods. I know you got really jealous when I ordered this jersey before I you. I was to dirty. Go and you got that before me. That's why I got the black one, which looks a bit better. But yeah, I was dirty. You got it before me. But yeah, maximum respect for showing that one. Look, before I get into what he's achieved and how his game has grown over the last few years and, and obviously um, his performance today... A little bit about Onyeka Okongu. He was a four-year starter at Chino Hills High School in South California, where he um, coincidentally played alongside the Ball Brothers, Lonzo and Lamelo. Did you know that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, before before joining uh, USC for a two-year stint, if I'm not mistaken, and being drafted sixth overall uh, by the Atlanta Hawks in the 2020 NBA draft. Now that first season, he was um, plagued by some injuries. But he's really taken his game to the next level over the, the last uh, year or so. I mean, that first two seasons, he only played 98 games. But he's managed to play 80 games this year, putting up averages of 9.9 points, 7.2 rebounds, and 1.3 blocks per game. And combining with Clint Capella at that five spot, they've been a ray of sunshine for this Hawks team that has had a somewhat up-and-down season, right? That's right. Look, no shock to you, Woods. I absolutely love this guy, right? I've been sort of singing his praises all year. Um, look, he's definitely an undersized big man, isn't he? He's probably only about 6'9 or something like that. But, geez, what he gives up for in height there, he just makes up for it everywhere else. He's a massive shot-blocking machine. Like you mentioned, his numbers there. He's definitely stepped up those numbers in the playoffs. Um, and he's continued to sort of add things to his game, I think. Um, there was a lot of talk he was going to add that sort of long jumper this year. Maybe he hasn't added that too much. I think that's probably going to be something he continues to work on. But he might eventually make... Um, Clint Capella, you know, dispensable there. But I like having them both in the team there. It's a really good sort of two-headed combination, isn't it? You can sort of substitute them, you know, and you're not really going to lose a whole lot there. But, yeah, loving what he's given us there. And um, I think he's he's definitely sort of shown again in these playoffs as he did, you know, last time we made the playoffs. Yeah, and interestingly, you, you mentioned that two-headed monster with, with those two. Coach Quinn Snyder actually preferred using Okongu down the stretch today, you know, and he came mm. up big with some... Huge defensive plays, right? Oh, so uh, the confidence of the coaching staff uh, putting him is is uh, just reward for you know um, the the progress he's made over that time, as I mentioned. Right? No, well said, Woods. No, you know I'm loving that one, and um, yeah, as I said, we'll certainly talk a little bit about the Hawks. So I should say the time of recording it is Wednesday. It's hard to know what day it is this week. It's a little bit of a strange week with the Anzac Day holiday yesterday, but it's Wednesday, the 26th of April. So. Got a lot to talk about. Um, obviously, we're going to talk, you know, some um, NBA playoffs and, and NBL and free agency and stuff. But before we do that, I've got to take you through my jerseys of the week. So as you know, I like to do Woods and I can. I'm doing a bit of a double yep. this week. Um, pretty good one as well, I reckon. So this week, I'm doing a Chris Mullen double. 
um, someone we probably haven't spoken a great deal about on the show, but I know someone that we're both big fans of back in the day. So today, um, hanging is his blue Pacers champion, uh, champion jersey. So very rare one, that one. Woods, you don't see a lot of those ones, do you? Obviously, see a lot of no, you don't. Golden State ones, but not many of the Pacers ones. So I'll just quickly stand up and show you the one I'm wearing today, and then I'll talk about it. I've got to say about this one, Woods, one of my favorite color combinations. I think I might have worn a Billy Owens one on the show earlier. It's just a great color combination. I like the style of this, but I'll just stand up and show you this one now. I'll be standing up with a classic, as he mentioned, old school uh, Chris Mullen, Golden State Warriors jersey. And I believe I've worn the same jersey, Tim Hardaway, on, on the show before, right? Possibly. Tell me what number you're rocking on your jersey today, Woods. I'm rocking 17. How random is that? So it's got to be one of the more random jersey numbers in the NBA. And without even sort of touching yeah. base first, we're, we're both rocking the same number jersey today. We didn't, today, so. yeah. Very strange one. 17. You don't get a lot of them. You look at that on basketball reference, there's not a whole lot there. So, look, just a little bit about um, Mr. Mullen there. So, as I mentioned, this is his Blue Warriors champion jersey. So, Mullen played 15 seasons in the NBA after getting drafted by Golden State at pick seven in the 85 draft out of St. John's. Um, he played with the Warriors as well as the Pacers. Um, and, of course, part of that run TMC trio with Golden State, which, you know, alongside with Mitch Richmond and Tim Hardaway that people really loved back in the day, um, Got some pretty good accolades, Woods. Um, he was a five-time All-Star, one-time All-NBA first team, yep. two-time NBA second team, and one All-NBA third team. Also got a number of college awards and, of course, four gold medals for the US, um, including the 92 gold medal in Barcelona as part of the Dream Team. So, look, as a player, Mullen was able to overcome alcoholism and post-career he had several front office roles in the NBA as well as having the head coach role with um, his alma mater, St. John's, from... 2015 to 2019. So Mullen's now 59. He's in the Hall of Fame and had his number 17 retired by the Warriors. So, yeah, don't have any bobbleheads or anything of Mullen Woods, but I thought a good one to, to talk about. What were your, your memories of the great Chris Mullen? Man, I remember Wale as well, you know, in one of his rap songs, uh, dropped his name about his buzz cut. Um, but look, what I remember about Chris Mullen is the stories you heard about coming up in New York, right? Mm-hmm. And him going and to all the various different hoods and playing at Rucker Park and, you know, in the Bronx, uh, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, Staten Island, playing with all the, all the brothers. And they all just you know, let him in once they saw the game that he had, right? So even though he was a white guy, he grew up amongst, uh, you know, um, uh, a, a lot of uh, colored players. And he learned to play on the hard streets, right? And that's a, it's a great story because that hardened him up later on in, in, in life. And, um the kind of respect he's got on the streets of New York alongside, you know, we've talked about, you know, Kenny Anderson, Rod Strickland, those guys, right? He's mm. right up there, New York legend, Mark Jackson, you know, right? Yeah. Hey, he had that old school game, didn't he, as well? A lot of sort of, you know, um, two points sort of jump shots and everything else like that, which is automatic from certain ranges there. So, look, he was a good three-point shooter, but another one of these players, if he was playing in this era now sort of thing, he would just be jacking up threes all the time. But, yeah, it is strange to see that Pacers jersey, isn't it? Of course, you know, that was part of those teams with, you know, yep. J- Jalen Rose, um, Mark Jackson, as you mentioned, Rick Smiths. Antonio and Dale Davis, those sort of guys brothers. like that, Hayward Workman, stuff like that. So, yeah, and they had some good success as well, you know, going deep into the finals as well. Chris Mullen was very teams. useful on that team, you know, coming he off was. the bench often and giving them that 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 punch. Yeah. Uh, great team. You, I still remember those Lakers series. Uh, you, you definitely would have played with him on NBA Jam too. I can Hell yeah. I used to shoot threes with him, him and oh, Hardaway. Yeah. 
definitely. You could only use two in the original NBA Jam. It was just mm. him and Hardaway, I, rem- I remember. Yeah. Right, so, yeah. Yeah, very good. All right, no, I was enjoying doing one. I was going to say as well, it is one of the nicer, older jerseys, isn't it, these ones? Man, know, awesome. Love that jersey. Like that. Love that jersey, man. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. All right, well, as we mentioned at the start of the show, it's been a pretty fair day today. I think we both um, sort of touched base yesterday, and we we probably weren't expecting our Hawks to win today, let's face it, Woods. Obviously, DeJounte Murray was suspended for the game for a very silly bump that he did on a ref there. No complaints at all from me. He deserved that game there. Some people are saying he potentially could have you know, deserved another game there. It was just a stupid thing to do, to be honest. But what I thought we'd do, obviously want to talk a little bit about that series, but we might just sort of talk a little bit about each series like we did last week, Woods. I know you're still yep. ready for that. So, um, so at the time of recording, three of the eight first-round playoff series are finished. So there's only been one sweep, which was maybe a little bit surprising there. Um, Philadelphia have felt like they've been finished for about a week or so. It's not quite that long, but they had the only sweep beating Brooklyn 4-0 there. Um, it was their first sweep since the 80s, Woods, so I thought it was pretty surprising. Surprising to sort of read that. I think it was like mid 80s or something was the last time they swept any playoff series there. So, um, look, obviously, we won't go too much into that one. That one's done and dusted. Um, but there was a couple of series that ended today. So, we might have started off with the Eastern Conference um, first, Woods, not just because the Hawks are there, but just because that's what I've got on my notes there. So, um, let's talk a little bit about this Heat and um, Bucks series, right? So, the Heat currently up 3 1 there. They're a chance to sort of close it out in that game five there. Um, what's your thoughts been on that series? Jimmy Butler, man, like you, you got to talk about this, right? Often, when you got the best player on the floor, you know, mm-hmm. that team can still win despite everything Daniel, else. Daniel Walker, you have the best player on the floor in that series, though. I mean, in terms of in that particular game, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Butler was the best player on the floor, right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He was better than Giannis. He was better than anyone. You know, Brook Lopez had what thirty-six the other night. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the best player on the floor on both teams. And you look at that Miami Heat team; they got what six or seven. Undrafted guys, Highsmith, yeah. Duncan Robinson's playing, you know. He's been all right, isn't he? Duncan yeah, he, you know, like Caleb Martin, I think it is. They've got their, right? Max Seriously, Struz like Max Struz, yeah. um, Kevin Love started the other night, didn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah. You, you know, no one even scored 15 points. They've got one guy, right? Yeah. And you look at their points um, in that series, they put up 120 plus in every single game of the series, right? Mm. With one guy, basically. I, I don't know how they're doing it, but it just shows that if you've got one guy, you can put the team on his back offensively and, and, and be better than everyone else, then you can have a result like this. But just incredible. Our Hawks just beat Miami, right? To mm. actually make them have to work for that eighth seed. So it just it's incredible when you think of that. Right? No, I agree with what you said, Woods. Look, I've probably made it clear before. I'm not a massive Jimmy Butler fan, but I, just because I'm not a fan of him doesn't mean I don't respect his game. And we all know that the bigger the stage, the better he seems to play. And he's just been amazing. You know, 56 links, the fourth uh, most points ever scored in a playoff game. I think Donovan Mitchell had a 57. Jordan's beaten it. Wilt's beaten it. I think maybe Jerry West with the other ones there. So just an amazing effort. Look, they're doing that as well without Tyler Hero, who's their second leading scorer. Um, yep. That makes it even more impressive there. Um, I want to focus a little bit on the Bucks though, Woods, before we move on to the next matchup. Yep. Um, really disappointing. I think they've built that team as like a veteran team, a lot of sort of older guys on there, but a lot of these guys just aren't standing up. Middleton just doesn't look the player he was. Um, you know, Drew Holiday, people think he's you know going to make potentially an all-NBA second team. He hasn't been the player you'd be thinking he was. Um, and yeah, just, I don't know, they just haven't, like you said, Brooke Lopez has been great and like, you know, easily the third best center in the NBA. I think, you know, Brooke Lopez is a great player and seems to improve every year, but been disappointing. Obviously, Giannis is back now. I had a triple-double in that last game and it wasn't quite enough there, but what's your thoughts? Where's that series going to go from there? Look, I still think Milwaukee could take this series. I know mm. there's only 5% of teams that come back from 3-1 down, yep. 
But I can liken this a little bit to that Golden State Warriors OKC series going back five, six, seven years now, right? Yeah. Down 3-1, came back, won that series when, when um, Westbrook and Durant were on, on OKC, you remember, right? Mm. You know, I, have, I, I get those vibes. You know, you, they showed some, some signs there and they led for most of the game, right? If it wasn't for that incredible run that Miami went on towards the end there. Yeah, they, how they crazy still, would it be if they if they went down four one woods? That would be crazy, wouldn't it? There'd be the be I think nuts. we talked about it, wouldn't it? Be the, it would be the quickest um, upset for an eight seed over a, a first seed to win in five games. I don't think it's ever happened before, right? So, um, yeah, very. It hasn't helped them as well that Giannis has been, you know, in and out, right, of the yeah, lineup. Right? Yeah, you know what I mean. Hopefully, like, he can stay now and, and get a but yeah. Look, looking forward to that next game, which I believe is tomorrow, and that'll be certainly interesting to see what happens in that series. So, um, we'll go on to the next one. As we mentioned, Woods, we won't talk about that Brooklyn Philly. So, Philly, wrap that up. But the next one there has been a pretty strange series, and not probably one I, I haven't seen a whole lot of. But that's New York currently leading the Cavs. Um, 3-1 now. So the Cavs have yep. home court advantage. So another series that, you know, the road team's sort of leading there. New York's looking pretty convincing though, aren't they? Do you think so? Look, that's the one series, same as you, I haven't got to watch it as much as I would have liked. Mm. But I think they could really do with someone like Kevin Love now, Cleveland, right? Mm. You know, not having him on that roster. I spoke earlier. Now is when someone like him could come up trumps, right? I, yeah. I expected this to go to seven and you said Cleveland in seven and I said New York in seven, right? Mm. Um this could be over, though, tomorrow, right? Could be. And you think about it. The Knicks are up 3-1. Julius Randle, my man, is not playing that well. His field goal percentage has been pretty bad since the, the first game there. So he's not doing a whole lot there. You know, Brunson's been very good without being incredible there. So it's been a real team effort for him. And Look, Cleveland have been a little bit disappointing. Um, um, yeah, I don't know what the, the story is here. They definitely seem to lack shooting, don't they, Cleveland? Um, so yeah. that's – obviously, that's not something they're going to be able to address now, is it? Um but, yeah, just um, not quite sure. I mean, they really, obviously, you know, just need to fight. It'd be really disappointing for them to have such a successful year and go out, you know, winning one game in the first round there. So, Evan Mobley Woods, a bit disappointing. He has been. Yeah, that, that's why I said, you know, someone like Kevin Love could have helped here, right? Because they haven't yeah. got the production they wanted out of someone like Evan Mobley. He's having his first playoffs. He's young. Yeah. It's a different style of game. The game slows down a lot in the postseason, right? Yeah. So, it's something that he's not accustomed to. Um but yeah, very disappointed at the, at the way the series has gone in general for Cleveland, right? You definitely mm. thought that it would be more competitive. And it's good to see New York basketball, you know, that Madison Square Garden crowd sort of buzzing, lots of talk about them. I think people are liking this team. You know, it's quite a likable team that they've put together there. Um, you know, so that's good to see, I guess, in terms of, you know, a league sort of basketball thing there. But yeah, I think it would be disappointing definitely. if the Cavs to go out so quick. But all right, Woods, let's um, get on to another series. Just got to get a little prop before we do this. Yep. Going to put a little tray there. He's going to have a little bit of a chat with me. I thought I'd oh, bring yeah. him out um, oh, yeah. after his efforts today. So yeah, there's a good old tray there for those who can see that. Looking pretty lifelike. I think they've made a big difference to these. Remember before it was that very oh, generic definitely. sort of face now. But yep. anyway, Trey can go and sit over there. Um, Woods, what an amazing game today. So, of course, the Hawks went into the Boston um, Boston Garden. Um, yeah, not called that anymore, but we still refer to that. With a big 119-117 lead. So, they were down 10 at three-quarter time, Woods. They yep. could have easily just laid down and died. As we mentioned, no DeJounte Murray for, you know, doing what he did to the ref. How good was that fourth quarter? Um, oh, look, we don't want to put it all on Trey there. But he was incredible, wasn't he, in that fourth? Man, you put the team on his back, you know, and we went on that run... We had, I think, what, two big threes that he made like there to just tie up the ball game. The big three to actually put us in front. Um, mm -hmm. He's so good at the free throw line. People yeah. don't talk about that enough. He's automatic. And you just walk, 
watch him walk up to the free throw line. They call him Ice Trey, but he's cold as ice, man. He's cool mm. under pressure at the free throw line. It doesn't even look like hitting the ring, right? He's yeah. got that beautiful technique at the free throw line. And if you want one player shooting free throws, you know, at, at the crucial stages of a, of a ball game, Trey Young's got to be right up there. And I think uh, he, was, he was solid there as well today, right? I mean, I know we're both fans. You know how crazy I am about the Hawkswoods. And I messaged you after this. I was shaking at the end of that game. I was just, I couldn't believe it. My body was just like shaking sort of thing. I just, I was so pleased. Um, you know, I got some great efforts from the, the man you're rocking today on the Ekra yep. Ponglu. He had nine off the bench, um, you know, four rebounds, three assists, and was really crucial there. John Collins, so, man. John Collins finally had his big game, didn't he? He'd been shooting really poorly. I think he, if they'd have gone down today, he would have copped a lot of flack about his postseason, and rightfully so. But, yeah, today he had 22 points on nine of 18 shooting. Only the two rebounds, which was a little bit of a surprise there, but he really did the offense there. Four three-pointers as well, which could be close to a career high for him. I really like that interview he gave at the end of the game today as well, right? You know, yeah. showed how much um, he wanted this. And and he's got 27 or 28 points in the whole series up to this yeah. game. You know that? So there was a lot of talk about during the week about Trey's going to get traded, right? Let's give mm. the keys to the offense to DeJounte Murray next year. Is John Collins still going to be here? So John Collins made a very good point. Rather than thinking about what would happen if we lose, what's going to happen to this team after this, we just had to focus on tonight, right? There's a lot yeah. going on in our camp, you know. He's talking about DeJounte's suspension, etc. We mm. came here with one thing in mind, to be positive, you know, be aggressive, and try and get this win and go back to Atlanta for a game six. Uh, um, well, well said. And, he, and, he, and you saw him embrace um, Trey Young afterwards, right? All this talk about them having an indifferent relationship. It's been it's BS. That's, There's never been anything between that. He's an amazing teammate, John Collins. That's why yeah. I like him so much. And look, two other guys I wanted to mention as well that really stepped up in this game was obviously Bogdanovich came into the starting lineup. Yep. He was great. 18 was. points, six rebounds, five assists, um, six of nine shooting, three three-pointers. So, I mean, he's a real luxury to bring off the bench. And probably the Hawks bench doesn't get enough credit for what they've got. You know, you've got yep. AJ, Jalen Johnson, Sadiq Bay had another big game today. So, I really hope they can look at bringing him back next season. He's been a really good addition to this team. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You see all the players speaking really highly of Coach Quinn Snyder as well. He's very um, calm under pressure. Apparently, Trey loves playing under him, which is good. We haven't always seen Trey get along with coaches there. Um, all the coaches, uh, the players really seem to be on the same page. So, very promising. Um, look, do I think the Hawks are going to win this series? No, I probably don't. I think they're definitely a chance to get that game six. Um, they showed in that game three um, in Atlanta that they, they can definitely win in front of a big home crowd there, and they're going to come out really pumped up. It's going to be Friday our time, which I'm spewing about. I wish it was Saturday so I could watch it when I'm not working. But let's focus a little bit quickly on, on the Celtics, though, Woods. Um, you know, it's obviously a closeout game for them at home. Probably a little bit disappointing there. Um, yep. I thought they got really caught up with the refs today. I thought they just did not stop complaining the whole game. Um, and, you know, look, Tatum really struggled today. 19 he points. He was one yeah. of 10 three-point shots, Woods. Um, you know, and we've seen guys like Marcus Smart really get up, you know, for them a lot. Didn't do a whole lot today. Jalen Brown was really good, obviously. 35 points there, 15 of 23. Um, and they got some bench scoring there. You know, six-man of the year, Brogdon was good. Your boy, Robert Williams III, was good. And even Hauser was pretty decent. But what do you think sort of, you know, was the reason for them, you know, crapping the bet so much in the fourth quarter there today? Look, under, under pressure, when they thought that they were going to seal the series, right, the home crowd behind you, sometimes it can work in the opposite way. And they they just made mistakes under pressure today, you know, turned the mm -hmm. ball over, even Jason Tatum, some offensive fouls at opportune times. Yeah. Um, 
you know, Al Hoffert had a couple of open looks as well. One in the corner, I can remember, which he had knocked down, which would, would have nearly put us away. And He was one of know. five today, yeah. He's almost yeah. becoming a liability on the offensive end. Look, he did other stuff. He got five assists, six boards, and still plays good D. But, yeah, you can really afford to back off him. He's been pretty quiet all series, hasn't he? But, um, all right, does it go back to Game 7, or do the Celtics wrap it up in, in Game 6 in Atlanta? No, I think it goes back to Game 7. And what this might like change is the, uh, is the outlook that um, the front office have about keeping this team together, right? One game they, can change a lot, right? If they had lost today, uh, you know, I yeah. would have almost guaranteed that Trey and John Collins would be gone, right? Yeah. You know? Well, uh, I, in mean, fact, John, they, I, don't, I don't think Trey would have been, to be honest. But yeah, John Collins, they definitely would have looked for other changes. We win there, one game. There's, the, there's a lot of talk in the media about Trey needing to go, though. You know that, yeah. right? Like, there's a lot of people talking shit about Trey, and they have been yeah. all year, to be honest. So all those people can eat their words at least for one day today. And you know, I'm the captain of that um, bandwagon there, Woods. So, all right, we don't want to turn this into a Hawks fest. We could probably talk about that game yep. for another hour today, but we might go on to some other games. What do you reckon? Unless you want to talk for an hour about him, not to you. You're good to move on. Or? We can move on, brother. All right, we can move on. All right, well, let's go. I'm going to the Western Conference there, Woods. So two of these series actually finished today. So we might start with those there. Okay. So um, so the first game that finished today was Denver beating the Wolves to win 4-1. Um, a couple of close games there, right? Well, obviously Denver winning 4-1. It was a great game, um, game four, when Minnesota won the overtime game there. Did that go about as you expected, Denver wrapping it up so easily? Yeah, it did. I mean, Minnesota, they, they had that game. that You talk about that game four. They had that done and dusted with just a mm. few minutes left and really... Really, uh, you know, nearly, you know, as, as you say, shut the bed there at the end there, right? You know, yeah. um, uh, Denver's looking pretty good, man. Like, mm. people are sleeping on them, you know, with, it's, it's wide open now. Anyone could win, win. And I think Denver, they've got the pieces that are coming together at the right time, right? Jamal um, Murray seems a big-time player, doesn't he? He always seems to step does, it up yeah. on, the, on the big stage there. So, yeah. yeah, he's been impressive there. So if he can continue what he's doing there and get some of the stuff out of their role players. But, yeah, you're right, probably a pretty under-the-radar 4-1 series now. So, um, and I believe they're going to be playing the other winner of today, right, if I've got my matchups right. So they're going to be playing Phoenix, who knocked the Clippers out today. Is that your understanding there? Yes. Or? Yes, okay. Lakers will so, play Golden State in the other 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 yeah, side. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, you, if if they both win, yeah. You think so? Um, yeah, yeah. What were your thoughts so. on that other series? Yeah. Then, so obviously, you know, Clippers, you know, played the whole series without Paul George. Kawhi didn't hey, play the last two games. Hey, just quickly before we yeah, yeah, before yeah. we go to that series, Robbie, Carl mm-hmm. Anthony Towns. You know, are they going to get rid of him in the off season? Yeah, I don't know. I... I think he missed a lot of time this year. I think in the time he played, he was good. I think it's clear that Ant Edwards is their 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 guy yep. now. Um, so hopefully Towns can kind of accept that there. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I'd be surprised if they did. I think you, you still like what he gives you there. He's that unique player that can shoot from the center position. Um, but yeah, he does seem to lack something these days, doesn't he? He can be a bit of a frustrating player. And, you know, I'm obviously a big fan of the guy as well there. But I'd say they hold yep. on to him. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, look, let's go into that, that Phoenix um, Clippers series. So, yep. look, as I mentioned, PG was out for the whole series there. We knew he would be out there. What we didn't know is that Kawhi Leonard was going to sit down these last two games. Um, It's almost become a little bit of the boy that cried wolf with him now, hasn't it? People just, you know, assume that he's being soft and everything else like that. The stuff that I've heard today was that his knee is quite bad. and He, he wanted to play, but the, the medical staff wouldn't clear him. So... It's a bit of a worry. Look, we know there's been a lot of personal stuff going on. We probably don't need to talk about that now. People can Google that if um, they want to. Basically, family sort of issues there and things with his sister that have come up in the last week. Um, So, look, we know there was personal sort of stuff there. He was on the bench today. um, Didn't show a lot of emotion, which is obviously no surprise. It's it's Kawhi after all. Um, I want to ask you quickly about Kawhi before we get into this series, Woods. Is he someone that you could see just walking away from the game in the next couple of years? 
Absolutely. And I just mm. think that the Clippers need to give up on the whole Paul George, Kawhi Leonard duo thing, right? They barely yeah. play together. Yeah. Teams always, you know, you never know who's going to turn up on the floor on any given night. It's not mm. fair on coach Tyron Lue, who, who deserves to have some, you know, stability and continuity in, in his roster. So yeah. I've heard people say maybe give them one more year and if it doesn't work out, then just move on from it. But I'd be looking to just move on from it now. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like Possibly. It still seems a strangely constructed team, doesn't it? I mean, Westbrook's been really good. He was really good up until today when he was 3 of 18. So he didn't play well. Norm Powell was really good. He's definitely someone yep. you can count on there. Um, yeah, Plumlee as well. You know, you sort of keep there. Yeah, um, yeah Plumlee was big, wasn't he? Six or yeah. seven points today. And that, um, yeah, it's probably just... Um, I don't know. They need to sort of work out that roster. You've got guys like Eric Gordon playing big minutes today. Morris playing 24 minutes, which, you know, he clearly was, you know, getting DMPs yeah. when Kawhi was playing there. So, look, the season's over for the Clippers. Had a, a joke with my brother today that, you know, my team goes at least one game longer than his does for the season because we're always comparing how our teams are looking there. But what about in, uh, Phoenix? What did you see from them, Woods? I've got to say, Booker, just outstanding, right? 47 Man. today on 19 of uh, 27. 10 assists, 8 rebounds, 2 steals, if you don't mind. I mean, I was reading somewhere he's the first player to get 45 and 10 in a closeout playoff game, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's a, a bit of a made-up stat because it was a game five. But yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Still, it's it's incredible. You look at his stats in this series, the 37.2 points on 60, 47, and 85 shooting splits to go with five rebounds, 6.4 assists, 2.6 steals, and a block. It's insane, it's amazing, isn't it? His right. defense has definitely improved since he, it's entered the league. He's probably a little bit bigger than people sort of think as well. Um, it's funny he gets hated on a lot as well. I don't know what it is with you know sort of guys like him and Trey. The, the Kardashians, maybe, man, that's what it is. Yeah, I don't know if it's maybe right. the. Oh no, I'm not going to get into to race or what they look like and stuff. I don't know whether that's got anything <laughs> to do with that's that's a, a topic for for another day there. But look, it could have something to do with it. But um, but yeah, look, full credit to him. He put him on their back. You know, every game in that series there. Yeah, um, you know, Durant was good without being amazing. I mean, he got thirty one today, but you know, it's clearly Devin Booker's team. I think there's no argument oh. about that. You now Durant's just kind of there to do what he can do. Um Toy Gray Tory Craig finally had an ordinary game today, but he was really good all series as well. Very important for them. Um and you know Chris Paul went out there with fifteen and seven today, did what he needed to do in a big game as well. So yeah, who do you, you like tell for me that four, matchup? You, you, yeah. you tell me four players, right? Hmm. On any starting lineup that have as much pedigree as DeAndre Aiden, no. Kevin Durant, not, Chris Paul yeah. and Devin Booker, right? No. No, there's not. Well, who do you like for that next series, Woods? I'll put your you know, gun to your head now. Denver against Phoenix. I reckon that's going to be a cracker series. I mean, all, all the series get good as they go into that second round there. But if you had to do a prediction right now, who would you be taking? I'm going to say whoever wins that series mm. will probably win the NBA championship. Ooh, big call. I'm going to yeah. say that, right? So we know, obviously, Denver's got home court. So come on, give us a pick. Phoenix and seven. Yeah, I'm thinking Phoenix as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you. I don't like agreeing with you, Woods. It's not something I, I try and do, but I'll, I'll say Phoenix in seven as well. I think it will be a good series there. Um, not sure how DeAndre Ayton's going to go against the Joker there. Um, I think Ayton's a bit of a disappointing defender, if I'm being honest. So yep. we'll see how much the Joker sort of dominates there. But yeah, both teams have got sort of a lot of weapons around the place, don't they? So yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, so two ex-Melbourne United guys going up against each well, other. They would, if, they, they would if Jock Landau was actually playing. Really disappointed with that Woods. He, yep. he was averaging 15 minutes a game in the regular season, playing more minutes than Bismack Biombo. And it's just switched as we've got in this first round. So I don't know whether this is matchup based, whether we will see him in the second round. But another DMP today for, for Jock Lando. We know I think, they're said, shortening their benches, right? But that's that seems a bit crazy. Man. As I said, since Durant came, you've got that stretch big, right? Yeah. So in, instead of playing Landell, they want that hustle type big to come off the bench because they can 
you know, throw out different combinations that are available. I think that's played yeah. a big role in, in that, right? Yeah. Ah, oh, very cool. All right, we've got two more series to cover, Wood. So um, they're obviously yep. both going to be in action tomorrow. Um, look, we'll start with the series that's probably been getting a lot of attention. I think, obviously, any time the Lakers play, that's the case there. But Lakers are currently leading Memphis 3-1. Obviously, another road team here that's got the ascendancy so far with the 3-1 lead. What's your take been on that series? Um, can Memphis extend that with a win tomorrow, do you think? I think so. I think it'll go to six games, right? Mm. Um, a lot of people have come to me in the last few days. I've watched this series very closely. Yeah. Other than the Atlanta series, this is the one I've watched all the games so far. Mm. Um, and someone came to me and said, look, I mean, how can they come back from that? They had that game wrapped up yeah. in that fourth quarter, and they just you know, almost threw it away with letting Re- LeBron score on the buzzer there. And you know, they mm. had the lead. D'Angelo Russell brought him back into the game. Um, it's hard for them to come back from such a bad loss. Um, and they could potentially have that gentleman's sweep happen to them, but I just have the feeling that they're a gutsy young team and that home crowd would really want them to push it to, the, to a game six. So, yeah. well, look, Lakers won that game without getting a huge AD game as well. He wasn't yeah. amazing. I think um, Reeves might have led them in scoring in that game, which is pretty uh, crazy. LeBron ended up. Oh, LeBron ended up. Okay, I yeah, think Reeves yeah, might yeah. have sort of had him initially yeah. there. Um, I've got to say... Someone that disappointed me a little bit in that series, and someone I like, but John Morant Woods. I mentioned to you the other day, yep. his total lack of an outside shot was really telling, I thought, at the end of that game. There was times there where they needed a three, and he doesn't have the confidence or the ability from outside. He's one of those players that can maybe hit a three-pointer if he's got his feet set and there's no one with him, you know, five feet of him there. But he struggles to get that shot up there and was sort of passing off to people there. You see... You know, the, the T-Rex playing and you see, um, you know, guys like that that he was deferring to there, you know, Desmond Bain and everything else like that. But he was pretty disappointing, to be honest. Um, he's definitely reminding me of, a, you know, that Derek Rose sort of category there where he's probably, you know, he needs to not always rely on his athleticism and just work on some other key parts of his game. Yep. Um, really liking um, Triple J's defense there. He seems oh, to just you know, change always so there. many shots there. Yeah. He blocks shots and he changes shots as well, yep. right? Um, so a great knack for knowing where to be at the right time as well, you know? He yeah. offers that help on the weak side as well to come and yeah. block shots, which which is terrific, right? That's, that's so, great so you reckon, So yeah. you reckon Memphis win that, um, <clears throat> win that game five and then it goes back to LA, yeah. right? One more <clears throat> thing about that game, what was really fitting is in that overtime when uh, LeBron James was coming off that left wing and he felt Dylan Brooks, Brooks trying to guard him and took the contact and scored the end one on him and just celebrated. I don't care where you're from, you yeah. know... If you like LeBron or not, that was just an amazing moment. And you just have to be like, how's this guy? This guy's the oh, man. Honestly, right? What he's doing at his age is incredible. And yeah. that dunk he threw down, and I think he made that <laughs> as well, which is huge. So, nah, full credit to him. How about him hitting that shot from half court that didn't count? Oh, man, I know, right? I yeah, yeah. Meant to win it there. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're down to one series, Woods. It's um, you know the team that I'm rocking today there. So I have enjoyed this one. I've watched quite a... This is probably, great. for me, this is probably the yeah. second one I've watched the most after the Hawks one there. So... So Sacramento and Golden State, their woods, it's tied at two all. Um, we've got game five in Sacramento tomorrow. I don't know why, I just have a feeling that Golden State are going to wrap this up in the next two, just with their yes, experience. Me too. Like, are you thinking the same? Or, yeah, yeah. Um, we know there's um, Darren Fox has got a, a broken uh, finger he's on out. the watch. Well, apparently he's come out today and said he's 99% playing. So What? Obviously got a little bit more toughness than Kawhi, who I know that was a bit of a low yeah. play, but um, apparently he said he's 99% playing, so it'll be interesting to see if he does there. But, yeah, so you're thinking the same, right? Golden State could, could um, win that road game and then take it back and finish it in. Yeah, in I mean, I'm, I'm surprised he's playing. I heard he had a fractured hand or a broken hand, right? I think it's hand, right? shooting hand, maybe, yeah. so maybe that makes a difference there with the lefty. So, and that actually injury happened after a foul call. You know when they sort of continue going for a shot, like after a foul yeah. had been called, and he had a, you know, ran in to, to Looney there, which was just a really you know, shame. 
shame to happen there. But um, look, it's been an interesting series. We saw Steph Curry do the old Chris Webber and call a timeout. Oh, I mean, how did they actually win that game four? Right? I mean, you know, they they gave up the lead. Curry had a couple of boneheaded plays. You know, that Harrison was the... Barnes had a great look at it at the end too. The worst shot by Curry early in the shot clock it when was. they're ahead. Yeah. What is he doing? I'm like, come on, Steph, right? You know better than this. And he's like, nah. At the end of the interview, he's like, nah, nah, nah. I was happy with that shot. I'm like, man, you shouldn't have been, right? Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to that game tomorrow. In fact, tomorrow's pretty big, actually. So we've got the four games on tomorrow, Woods, which it's going to be hard to cover those. So just quickly before we finish off that part of it. So we've got the Knicks at the Cavs, Lakers at Gri- Grizzlies, Heat Bucks, and Warriors Kings. So... Um, yeah, looking forward to those. It could be a couple of series that potentially end tomorrow. For yep. me, for me, I don't think any series will end tomorrow. That's my little prediction there. They will continue. So we'll see what happens there. So all right, I appreciate that, Woods. Um, yep. Look, I thought we might just quickly, I know we've gone a little bit long in there, maybe just talk a little bit about some of these NBA awards that have been handed out in the past few weeks. So okay. I'll go through these quickly one by one. You can let me know your thoughts. So Defensive Player of the Year, the man we just spoke about, Jaron Jackson Jr. What were your thoughts on, on that one there? The only other guy that I thought maybe a little bit hard done by is who we spoke about earlier, and Brooke Lopez, who was just terrific mm. defensively this year. Yeah. Um, amazing. for Just shout out to Brooke for starting his career as a sieve on the defensive end and now being mm. in the conversation for Depoy. But yeah, yeah, JJJ, man, as we spoke about, man, he's leading the league in blocks. He, he's got those instincts of a great defender. As You, you yeah. just watch him play and you know. He's a great help defender, isn't he? If someone yeah. blows past one of their guards, he's just lurking and comes and blocks it. He does yep. big block shots too. You know, it's not all about the block shots, as you know, positioning, and that includes you know, sort of him getting on the glass and stuff like that. But no, I thought that was a pretty fair one there. Um, six man yep. of the year. This is one I thought could have gone either way. So Malcolm Brogdon from the Celtics won it. Um, obviously, Emmanuel Quickly from the Knicks was very much in contention for that award too. Do you think they picked the right man for that one? No. Hmm. I would have gone with, with Emmanuel quickly. quickly. And, I mean, to be fair, Malcolm Brogdon has been great for Boston this year, yeah. uh, coming off the bench and actually being healthy and playing um, playing an extended season. I mean, if you look look back at Malcolm over the last few years, he hasn't been able to stay healthy and, and uh, stay yes. on the floor. Yeah. So having 67 games playing this year, putting up 15 points, four rebounds, four assists, you know, they're good numbers, man. So... He's, he's, he's not not deserving of it, but I would have gone with quickly. Yeah. Also, how uncanny is his speaking voice, Malcolm Brogdon? He sounds so much like Barack Obama when he speaks. It's it's almost <laughs> funny. It's funny. Like if I didn't, and if he I was looks, just and he looks a bit it. like him as well. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. But he's got exactly the same yeah. voice. It's just funny there. Yeah. So he becomes only the second person to win a Rookie of the Year and Six Man of the Year awards. Do you know who the first man that one that was? Uh, I should know. Going back, I think uh, early noughties, someone that played a bit of a journeyman guy, won a chip later in his career on the on the Heat team. There, good three point shooter, started with Orlando. Okay, he's got um, uh, same initials, um, first and last initials are the same. And why am I having a blank? He looks oh, more yeah. like he looks more like me than than a lot of NBA players do. If that gives you another clue. Oh, okay, Mike Miller. Mike Miller, yeah. So first yeah. person in over 20 years to have got the yeah. Rookie of the Year and yeah. six men. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, all right, the next one, this is just the two recent ones that were named. So Lowry Markinen won the Most Improved Award there. Um, obviously really improved his scoring there. So I, I kind of like that one. I know SGA was in contention there. I'm never a big fan of those guys that were already really good the year before winning it. I thought Markinen did have a really big jump there. Um, so he was almost like a throwing player, right, in, that dev- in the um, – the um, Donovan Mitchell trade there between the Cavs and Utah. So 
Utah did pretty well, so you, you were happy with that one? Oh, hell yeah. He started the All-Star game this year. Yeah. No one would have ever expected that, crazy, right? yeah. that he would take his game to this level. And uh, he's just fun to watch, man. So, yeah, well-deserving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, coach of the year, Mike Brown, um, unanimous sure. from Sacramento. No, no sure. problems there, no complaints. No right? doubt. No, I've been so. surprised he hasn't got an opportunity to coach, uh, be a head coach in this league sooner yeah. as well. No, you know, cool. right? yeah. And then the last one we got, which they came out and named today, was the Rookie of the Year. So Paolo Banchero, um, Rookie of the Year Woods, he was named on 98 out of 100 of the ballots there for first, first choice awards. So I'm sure you're not going to disagree with those votes, right? What about this new Clutch Player Award? Has that been announced yet? I think Darren Fox won that one. Sorry, I didn't yeah, have that on the yeah, list, but I think yeah, he did yeah, win yeah. it. I've got another trivia, Woods, because I love putting you on the spot sure. as well there. So um, ben, ben Chero was the third Magic player um, that won the Rookie of the Year Award there. So um, can you name the other two? We just named one before, so I kind of gave you gave you that one there. Um, Magic but, players? Yeah. Um, okay, so Shaq? Yep, and the one, yep, Shaq, and then the one we spoke about about Mike, two, Mike two minutes ago. Mike I know, I know so that yeah, Penny Hardaway rookie year, Chris Webber won the rookie of the year, right? Yeah. All right, here's another little one. So he also became the fourth Duke player um, to win a rookie of the year as well there. So any ideas who the other three are? Three. Grant Hill. Yep. Kyrie Irving. Correct, even though he's there for about two minutes. Yeah, one more. Someone you like as well. Someone that I didn't sort of think up straight away. Did well getting the first two. Um He's known as a clipper or a bull. He's got the first name of a very famous singer as well. Damn, I've got to know this, man. I'll tell you his number, but I know numbers don't help you. But 42, I believe he wore. Why am I having a blank? He's known as a clipper. When was he a rookie? Um, so that would have been going back like 90s, I'd say. Like late 90s. Also played for the Bulls. A big guy out of Duke. Oh man, I've got to know this. How do how am I having this blank here? The singer in question with the same name maybe likes to sing. I'm still standing. If that gives you a clue, I'm not going to sing it for you. That's not my forte. Why am I having this? Blank Need to play there? some little hold music here. What are you thinking of it? Clippers and bulls. What, white guy? Nah, a big. No, no. Okay, clippers and bulls. Big man. Big man. Yeah. I think I stumped you. Yeah, right. tell me. Elton Brand. Oh, damn. He was the other one. So I, I should have known. Like, I should have known. I should have known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and he was cool. joined Rookie of the Year uh, with Steve Francis that year. Okay, yeah. Well, I didn't even have yeah. that on my notes, so good work yeah. for that. Yeah. All right. Well, look, before we finish this NBA, just two very quick ones there. So a couple of coaching moves. Um, we obviously saw Toronto letting go of Nick Nurse there. So, um, you know, of course, a championship-winning coach only a few years ago now. I just want to see what your thoughts on that were. And probably secondly, what does this mean for Aussie Trevor Gleeson, who was an assistant to Nurse here? I'd say he's probably gone as well now, right? Yep. Yep. What were your thoughts on, on Nurse getting the chopper? I think he's been great. And, you, you know, the the... The roster he's had the last couple of years, he's got the best out of him. Oh. But maybe it's just time for a change. Um, Masai is still there running the helm, isn't he? Yeah, well, he's pretty, he can be pretty ruthless, can't he, with the way he gets you know, out there. So, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, so. I mean, look, someone will pick up Nick Nurse, I'm sure. But just the other one I wanted to mention as well was um, obviously Houston announcing that they've got Ime Udoka to be their next coach. So I thought that was a really big move there. Some people were saying maybe Toronto or Detroit were going to go after him. So I think he's a good coach to go to Houston with all the young talent there. Hopefully he can... Um, control himself i guess um i still don't feel like we know that full story about what happened in boston there is nia long going to be in houston as well um well i'm not sure i'm not sure if she's going along with him for that one but um (laughs) interesting so i think that's a good one though you know i think he'll be very motivated after sitting this year out 
it's a good pickup for them. So, all right, I appreciate that, Woods. I know we went a little bit long there, but there was a lot to talk about on the NBA right. there. And, um, you did it. You did greatly. So, thank you for all your answers there. So, yeah, look, a couple of quick hits, Woods. It's just going to be some NBL this week. We're going to give the NBL one a bit of a miss this week. We'll certainly be back next week with some NBL one talk. Yep. But just wanted to talk and give that sort of update we've been giving with the NBL free agency. So, there wasn't that many moves in the past week since we recorded. Um, Ty Webster re-signed with Perth. Um, Isaac Humphreys returned to the 36ers, which was pretty big. Um, one move I really love for United was them signing um, West Australian Kyle Bowen out of sure. St. Mary's there. So, you know I really wanted my boys to get him, Woods. I was a little bit disappointed. Um, kind of thought he'd want of those Matt Knight type players if we get in, not just because he's got good hair like that, but what's your thoughts on the the Cole Bowen signing for United? Do you think this means that they will run out an all-Australian lineup in this next NBL season? Yeah, I mean, that's our 11, I think newly signed during the week you as did. well, so yep. they've got 11 yep. out of 12. I think if they can wow. get one American on that roster, right, if Maybe. they want. Yeah. Um, well, they can Jeez, keep they've, that. Lo- they've loaded up, haven't they? They don't need one, but they can keep nah. that option open for a late-season acquisition, which they've done yep. in the past. Um it's just like, where are all the minutes going to go, though? Do you, do you know what I mean? Good That's point. the one thing. Luke, Luke Travis is going to get, get all the ball playing with that team, is he, for some reason? Man. Yeah. Um, someone I'd like to see get a go with as well is, you know, Devondrick Walker. I heard um, Greg Hire saying on the NBL One show today that he thinks he's the best um, player in the NBL One in any of the conferences there. We've yep. obviously seen him play pretty well in his time when he's had a go in the NBL. So he could be a player if, you you know, you don't need to pay a lot of money to potentially get him. He's not one of those marquee imports. So he could be someone if United are serious about getting an import that could fill a few roles there so see what happens there so just sort of before we finish the quick hits in the NBL there there's still a few free agents that haven't been picked up which is probably a surprise with some of them there so some of the names I've got Woods that are still out there so Junior Madut who's killing it in the NBL 1 East for Norths at the moment um, DJ Daniel Johnson the veteran there um, your man Kyle Adnam um, Rob Lowe from the Breakers and Ben Eyre, who had a great season for Cairns there. So just wanted to see if you're surprised about any of these guys in particular, or is there anyone else as well that you think you know is out there that teams could potentially go after? Well, let's start with DJ. I really hope that Sydney has some co- sort of conversation with him. You know, mm. it's one of those guys who's like had a, his whole career playing basically for the one club. Yep. You know, at the end of his career, he can get an opportunity to to win a championship. Kind of like you know, kick it, joined the Kings late in his career. I don't see why DJ couldn't come off the bench and and fit into that King system really well. So I really hope that uh, DJ's NBL career is not over and he can latch on to a contender, preferably hey, the Kings. Hey Woods, can I kick it? Yes, you can. Oh, nice one. Um, so anyone else in there? What about Junior Madook? Going quickly to him. Because as I said, he got yep. 50 in an NBL 1 East game just two yep. weeks ago there. I'm surprised he hasn't been picked up. There's rumours that the Phoenix are still wanting him to, to maybe get him back. But who do you think should go after him? Oh. Are the Kings a chance, given he's playing under their, you know, under their nose at the moment, just playing in North, just up the road, really, across the bridge? Yeah, I mean, Kings have already got that Malawak recently, signed mm-hmm. Malawak recently. Yeah. Will they, They've still got um, Jackson McCoy, you know? It's, it's, Junior Madud may not fit there. I think he, the best option for him is to go back to Southeast Melbourne, right? And he's got Coach yeah. Kelly this year, familiar yeah. system. He's got to get picked up. Ben A, you mentioned, um, you know, definitely he's going to get picked up. Who else did he mention there? Rob Lowe. These guys had great seasons. Rob Lowe's going year. back to New Zealand. Yeah, I don't see. Sure. What about Kyle Adnam? He will, I've heard there was talk Brisbane will maybe chatting with him there. So he'll, he'll find a home somewhere. And we know he'll go out and surprise people and put up numbers like he always does. But I think there was someone else you, you had. Um, Deng Deng. Really, really yeah. like Deng Deng. He's versatile. Yep. He can play the four spot. He can play him in the five spot. He had a really good season starting for Illawarra last year, mm, right? Where he, he started almost all the games and yep. put up decent numbers. And I really think he's matured. And 
Um, there's a lot of teams that could do the services of a Deng Deng, right? Yeah, good call. Well, look, certainly a lot of those players, I'm sure all those players we mentioned will find homes there. But yeah, DJ's yeah. probably the interesting one, isn't it? He, he's that one that might struggle, just given his age and his defensive you know, deficiencies, let's say there. He, as much as he's been such a good player and he's a walking bucket, you never know how his ego will go. Is he sort of open to, to move into a completely different city? We know he's a... You know, he's, he's a WA boy there, but he's never played there. Um, yep. You know, is he inter- would he be would he be prepared to go to Cairns, for example, or New Zealand, or somewhere like that, and be that real veteran sort yeah. of you know end of the bench type? Guy? I, I don't think so. I think a Perth yeah. Wildcats, a Sydney Kings, a contender. Mm. You know, he can be that uh, guy at the you know, like as I said, a kicker type role. He, he would fit yeah. perfectly on the Kings, yeah. almost mirroring what kicker did in, in late in his career. So, yeah, good call. Well, look, we'll certainly continue to update these uh, moves hey. as they happen. I think it's going to start to yeah be a slow down with some of these moves. Yeah, you got something there. Is Nathan Jawai still playing in the NBL One? Nah, I haven't noticed him in the NBL One. I haven't been looking too yeah. much at that conference. Um, look, I know you probably think he should probably still start in the NBL Woods. I'm not quite sure. About no, I'm just wondering that if he's still officially if he's yeah. officially retired or not. No, nah, I'll, I'll I'll get back to you. I'll put that on the sheet for yeah. now so we can do some fact checking there. So, no, good call. All right. Well, look, um, that's sort of the end of the the quick hits in the NBL part. As I mentioned, we'll do a little bit more NBL One next week. But just thought there was a lot of NBA playoffs to talk about this week and some some great series going on. But I know we're obviously um, running a little bit long woods, but you've got a, a different type of classic packs for us this week, and I believe quite a small pack, if I'm not mistaken. Probably works out well because we're running over time a little bit, Robbie. Mm. But what I've got here is the NBA Hoops Superstar Set. All right, there's only four cards in the pack, wow. and there's 62 to collect. So what are you going to get? What, what, brand, what brand are they? Then? It's, it's Hoops, oh, it's hoops. Okay. 1992. So what yeah. you're only going to get in these packs are uh, NBA Dream Team cards. Or you're going to get superstar cards. So what you're saying is, if I can't guess any of the clues of these players, there, I should probably hang up my microphone. Is that and if I can't give good clues, then yeah. you know we should probably should stop, the this we'll end, stop end doing this the segment. Yeah? yeah. All right. No worries. I don't even remember these cards. I'm looking forward to see what they look like. Okay. I'm going to open this very. Yeah. I think they're the same cards that you normally get, aren't they? Somebody talking a 31 year old pack of cards there. Yep. Great work. Sounding very crispy. I'm loving all the sound effects. It just makes it sound more realistic. It's good. Okay, one of the greatest shooters of all time. We talked about this Pacers team, which he led alongside Chris Mullin, the man's jersey that's hanging behind you. Uh, We're Reggie, talking about number thirty-one, the great man himself. Show me these Reggie cards. Okay. Miller. What's the back of those look like? Interesting. I don't recall these ones. So are these in like a smaller set as well, Woods? Is that the case with these? Like, is there can't be if yeah. there's four a pack, there can't be too many in the set. But yeah, there's sixty two in this set. Sixty two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So they obviously pick the best players of that area. There. You know what I'm pleased about? There's not going to be any John Concacks or any of those clowns yeah. this week. So that's good. I really enjoyed this guy's career, the Clippers. In fact, when I first started watching the NBA, I got to watch a lot of him in the late '80s to the early '90s. Right. I watched him play live my first ever NBA game back at the uh, the forum, you know, the before the Staples Center. Played for the Clippers alongside my man, Danny Manning, Mark Jackson, Ron Harper, at the forward position. Lloyd Vaughn? The third pick in the 88 NBA draft, who then went on to play for New York and famously missed oh, all those shots. Jeez, is he a superstar? I wouldn't have been we talked about him in that Hootie and the Blowfish song the other week. Yeah, we did. None other than Charles Smith. Charles... Smith, correct, Can you Robbie. Just tell me what these cards were called again, Woods. They're NBA called superstars. You said NBA hoops nineteen two superstar set. Superstar set. Now, who's the guy we just pulled? Charles Smith. Yeah, but okay. in, in, right. in fairness to Charles Smith, in eighty eight nine nine, he averaged twenty one point one points a game, mm. shooting fifty two percent from the field, 
1991, he averaged 20 points a game, shooting 48% from the field. And he did have so, a fair, fair flat top as well, so we'll give him that. Yeah, I really liked him. Anyway, yeah. Charles Smith. Nice. Okay. You talk about big game players. This guy was big game, right? That, in fact, his name... Oh, is that his nickname, maybe? Uh, his did, nickname... Did he, wear, did he wear number 42 and wear goggles as well? He did indeed. And actually, wow. we had... Uh, who did we have on the show recently that spoke about going to his last game and that was Nick Van Exel's first season? Uh, okay, yeah, uh, it's gone. I can't quite remember that, but yeah, James Worthy, of course. Yeah, yep. was it Murky? Maybe about it? I can't forget. Yeah, anyway, no, Jack Heaven. Jack Heaven. Oh, Jack. Okay, yeah, yeah, Nice. No, yeah, he was. He was a great player, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. very unheralded player. Someone I've always liked watching as well. Look at those shorts he's wearing as well. Woods. In fact, when I went to watch that first ever NBA game where Charles Smith was playing, it was Lakers versus Clippers. I was spoken wow, to you about that in both. the past. They were so, both playing. Yeah. So you've seen half of this pack in the first game you saw. <laughs> yep. Hey, Woods, you just like to mention you know, that was your first game. Um, you do know how many NBA games I've seen live, right? Yep, zero. But yeah, we're going to go zero. next year, right? On yeah. a trip. Yeah, shout yeah. out. We're going to do a special throwback hoops can, episode. Can we record an episode on, on the road? We absolutely can, yeah. So yeah. just to let the viewers know, um, me, Woody, and, and um, obviously Coop has also been on the podcast. We're going to America next year. We're going to go to LA and we're going to go to Atlanta. And I'm going to finally see a Hawks game live as is, is Woods in Atlanta. And I cannot wait. So, yeah, we'll definitely do a show over there and um, talk a little bit about that. But one more card left. We'll got. get Coop to, like, hold the camera, right? Absolutely. <laughs> He'll want to come on, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the final one is... 92 USA Basketball Dream Team card. Recently, after years of fighting, this man and Isaiah Thomas buried the hatchet, right? Seems like Isaiah's buried the hatchet with a few people. One of the greatest power forwards of all wow. time. Does he Does he deliver on Sundays? Or? Yes. Uh, well, yeah, calm, calm that's, not it. that's not it. No, that's he the one. did the, yeah, that one. <laughs> the, yeah. Back one. Yeah, the back one. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the deep round. Sorry, the my mailman. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the mailman. Yeah. Nice. Oh, I do recall those looking cards. They're actually pretty cool, those ones. So. Yep. All right, I appreciate it. Well, that was certainly something very different. A four-pack of cards. We haven't seen that. We had that pack one week where there was like 15 cards in it that seemed to take yeah, minutes when we went through it. But... Actually, we might as well do that next week. That's the, uh, so what do you got the left FLIR 93-94. Well, it actually contains 29 cards. So we're going to do that oh, in two, we're okay. gonna have to do that in two, two sets. Do you know I mean, what I mean? We can make yeah. a whole episode for that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, two times. We well, might have yeah. to, um, to get online and get some more packs in for these, these future episodes. We'll yeah. All right, awesome, mate. Well, appreciate that. So, look, I'm glad that was a short pack. We didn't end up going too much over time there. So, just a bit of an outro there. So, just before um, we finish up, so just a reminder where to listen and where to find us there. So, um, you can find us on um, Twitter. We're at Throwbacks Hoops. On Instagram, we're throwback.hoops. And our email address is throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Um, why don't you give a shout out for Patreon details, Woods? Yeah, everyone, thanks so much for pledging your support. Jump on Patreon, look for Throwback Hoops. All you have to do is uh, look for the logo with the two microphones and the Atlanta Hawks symbols. That's us. We appreciate everyone's support. Certainly appreciate that. Well, look, that was really fun, Woods. I'm really looking forward for these next few playoff games. I'm going to sign off with Trey here. He's got a bit of a smile on his face after that big game today. Um, yeah, get out and support your NBL1, as I always say. Um, I'll be doing the games this weekend against Maitland Woods. I know you're going to be coming in a few weeks, but looking forward to call those ones this weekend. Um, final word from yourself? No, everyone just enjoy the playoffs, and uh, we'll do it all again next week, right? Peace out. Big um, goodbye from the Throwback Hoops crew. Peace.